Hey y'all, quick note. While My Hero Academia was created for kids, this podcast is not safe for work or children. All trigger warnings and spoilers for each episode can be found at our website, myheroanalysis.com. Thanks for listening. Hey y'all, this is My Hero Analysis, a podcast about My Hero Academia, aka Boku no Hero Academia. We are three grown adults who mine Japanese children's cartoons for serotonin because God knows our brains aren't making it naturally. Hello everyone on this fine day. I am Wyatt and Montero the album was released yesterday, finally, and I am eyeballs deep in berries and cream TikTok. So thank you, Leslie, for your services, but they will no longer be necessary. I don't need a therapist anymore because my mental illness is cured. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Completely forgot that that was dropping yesterday. It's fucking incredible. You will not regret. I'm Nicole, and I have had the exact opposite reaction to the berries and cream TikTok (laughs) trend. I cannot escape it. It is in my head. I can hear every single version of the quote-unquote remixes on repeat (laughs) in my head, and it's, it's a personal hell, so that's where I am. Yeah, I'm not making that any better. I keep sending you more. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, you're doing it on purpose. I am, I am. Hey, y'all. Uh, I'm Maria, and apparently I cannot think properly today, so that's where I'm at. So we're going to have fun with this. <laughs> well, you know what? This won't be nearly as dense of an episode. Thank God. Last episode was... A lot to edit, but this one I think is just going to be fun and us making fun of things. Yes, mainly ourselves. <laughs> uh, yeah, lots of simping will be had. Oh my God. Yeah, warning for that right now. In fact, you know what? Let's go ahead and just take a thirst break. Thirst break number one. I'll go ahead. Just shoot, get it all out. <laughs> Basically, basically, listeners, Aizawa is here. He is coming to save everyone. All Might is also still kind of present and still a goober, and we love him. It's a lot, but mainly, mainly, (laughs) Aizawa is here. I should point out that before I ever even considered watching My Hero Academia, MHA TikTok told me that I was an Aizawa simp. So arguably, none of this is actually my fault. It's TikToks. (laughs) They got you good. They Uh, pinned me hard. Yeah, it knew. Um, Like you want Aizawa too. Uh huh. Uh huh. (laughs) I'm not even. I'm not even gonna lie. Uh, So I didn't realize who I was gonna thirst for in this anime because I did not come off of my hero academia TikTok. I was just, you know, I needed something new to watch. So I don't even know what prompted me to watch MHA. <laughs> too much free time. I don't know. But now we're here with the man, the myth, the legend, Aizawa, and I I love him. We're so happy we finally reached <laughs> his plot line. We've been we've been trying to get to this point for so long. <laughs> I will be gently making fun of y'all today because I'm not quite as much of a simp. But honestly, when we get to fat gum, I'm going to be so much worse. Yeah, so. y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, can't, I can't say anything. It'd be totally <laughs> hypocritical. To be fair, I'm also a fat gum simp. So oh, yeah. 
Yeah. If you aren't a fat gum simp, you are obviously a psychopath, Wrong. criminal, murderer person. <laughs> we mean that literally. Yeah. You can't, you can't not like fat gum unless there's something wrong with you. We're saying it outright. And if you don't like it, you can leave after you give us five stars. Please. And thank you. We keep telling all of our listeners to leave. <laughs> Listen, if we get like, (laughs) they can come and go as they please. We just need those stars. Fair, fair. (laughs) Okay, well, this week we're covering episode five of the anime, What I Can Do For Now. And the accompanying manga chapters this week are chapters five and six. Gonna leap right into it. Uh, So the episode opens with a display of everyone's exam results, which I thought was interesting because from a U.S. standpoint, standpoint we don't really we don't really do that or at least not to that level of detail no no I I think it's kind of like a maybe a public GPA posting like for those students who have good GPAs but yeah we don't even share exam scores unless they're like hundreds yeah (laughs) I I think the most we do is the top 10 percent of the school and even that we don't really publicly announce our grades you just get told you're like the top 10 percent yeah so thought that was interesting slight difference worthy of note uh Katsuki is obviously the highest scorer because he's a tryhard and we love him (laughs) Yuzuku got zero quote-unquote villain points but still managed to end up in seventh place because of his ridiculous quote-unquote rescue point score yeah, and also in the dub, Kotsky took down the robots like an ace, and he like wasn't even phased by the zero point giant robot, and was instead focusing on drawing in the other robots and taking them down. So he is already a really good strategist. <laughs> Baco just wanted to break things. He had a <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, fair. At, fair. Least, at least he was able to let it all out for a little bit. And got a high score because of it. So he's doing it right. Yeah, you know, both both can be true. Yeah, both can be true. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then we also like switch to Izuko's or Izuku's Izoko's. Who the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) Who is this Izoko? I don't know. Why is he trying to impersonate our son? Zozo sounds like something you spell out on a Ouija board and then your house is haunted forever. Oh no, it's Zozo. <laughs> Should we put a trigger warning in for that? Sure. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Sorry, okay. I got yeah. us distracted again. It's okay. I'll start over. All right. We switch to Izuku's highlight reel where they say he's not the only one to have taken down the zero point robot, which I think is interesting. I want to see who else has done it, but it has been like the first in a long while to do it with a single attack. And all of the judges are like, but at what cost, young man? Mm. Yeah, it's interesting. Words. <laughs> this is the energy we've got today. Let's just roll with it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, okay. Now that I got that out of my system, (laughs) uh, it's interesting to see that they're all worried that he basically destroyed his arm while he destroyed the zero pointer too, though. Mm. So maybe they should have done something about that, but you know, whatever. It's fine. 
He'll get to it. Yeah, it's good that they're noting that, at least. Um, this is also Aizawa's first appearance. He's leaning on the wall, all emo cool kid. Granted, he looks pretty good here, so we're going to go ahead and take thirst break number two. Yeah, yep, because it is, in fact, the man, the myth, the legend, the skinny boy trash man himself. Your husband and mine, Aizawa sensei, has arrived. And he is thoroughly unimpressed with Izuku's broken limbs. <laughs> This was like the exact moment I knew I would fall in love with this man. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can see that. I have a thing for uh, emo boys and dark clothes with a look of disdain. And uh, it gets me every time. And the crossed arms. Damn, son. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep. Basically prepackaged for y'all. Yes. Yes. Exactly yeah. what we needed to see. <laughs> So then we've got the intro credits as per usual. And then after the intro, we are put into a flashback to the night after Izuku gets his exam results. He is meeting Small Might or Toshi on the beach. Of course, there's the obligatory blood spray when Izuku almost blows his cover by like <laughs> announcing his name to the entire beach. <laughs> yep, and Izuku is already crying. Uh, as he runs up, which is usual for our good boy. Um, we do also get the return of the carefree bop music because Izuku <laughs> is always yelling his feelings and this creates a minor national security issue. <laughs> but everything's fine because of the bop music. It's good. Also, also, it is the return of the cargo pants. Yes. I'm still that. living for the blood. <laughs> <laughs> still living for it. It's such a weird joke, but you know, I've got a soft spot for it. Also, Toshi and Izuku high five, and it's really super cute. And I just, I love their dynamic. They're adorable. Yeah. Uh, so All Might, Small Might, Toshi, whatever, got, uh, he reveals that he got offered a job as a teacher and decided it was the perfect opportunity to find a successor, which is why he's in Izuku's town as opposed to, I think it's Roppongi, Tokyo, which is where his agency is. Yeah, and and All Might does mention that UA doesn't know that they're a mentor-mentee team. So Izuku has essentially gotten in all on his own merit rather than like mm. All Might's recommendation. Um, also in the dub, All Might calls Izuku's info dump about his own agency creepy. <laughs> oh, in the sub, he just says, stop that. But I mean, it is kind of creepy, though, that he knows yeah. all these little minute details. And the fact that All Might was in town to find a successor already at UA and instead chose Izuku, this triggers like a crisis of confidence for Izuku. And I feel like that is going to follow him for a while. Yeah, that's expected. Yeah, <laughs> we me. know that. Poor baby just needs to understand that he's got he's got what it takes. Mm -hmm. I also like that all my emphasizes that Deku got on in there on his own merit. Um, yeah, it goes to show how much Am really cares about his son <laughs> and how much he knows him at this point. Mm -hmm. Yeah, in the subs he goes. I figured you'd be stressing out about that. It's just that was very sweet. Yeah, so comforting. Good boy. He's not entirely clueless. No. Very clueless, but not entirely <laughs> clueless. It's a fine distinction, but he makes it. <laughs> so then they um, segue into a discussion of One for All and how Izuku can't control it yet. 
this is the first introduction of the, I don't know what to call this, the percentage visualization exercise. Mm -hmm. Basically, All Might's theory is that Izuku right now is either at 0% or 100%. So he's using none of one for all, or he's using far, far too much. But if he can control how much he uses, he should be able to control it better because his body will be able to keep up. There's, you know, the chalice metaphor returns, torch metaphor, all the metaphors. I love when All Might goes, yeah, that's deep. Like, you're, you're such a goober. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> In the dub, he narrates himself and he says it. It's deep stuff, all right. <laughs> and basically, he fully believes that Izuku will eventually outshine him and he will be able to retire. So I guess that's nice that they have like this plan in place for their own future. Yeah. Um, this kind of falls to the wayside when we get to later arcs, but it is nice now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then they have to run away from All Might's fans because what did he, didn't he like blow himself back up? Yeah. <laughs> he got so like into everything that he just puffed back up. <laughs> yeah, no, my mind. Uh, well, they were talking about this directly went to the Lilo and Stitch movie in which Lila was describing Stitch goodness, Stitch's goodness meter. And I was just oh like, God. I cried. I died. <laughs> it's perfect. It totally it's, fits. Yes, it does. Maybe we should just show Izuku, Lilo, and Stitch so he doesn't have to think about eggs and microwaves. Oh. Yes. <laughs> also, again, with Small Might, All Might, not telling Izuku this might happen. Again, sir, you had months. However, his unending belief in Izuku to surpass him is just, it's great. I love it. Yeah. Right now, anyway. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> however, torch metaphors are actually pretty common in anime, especially in shonen. Okay. Um, there are quite a few animes where not necessarily the power is passed down, but like the feelings are passed down and nurtured. One that I can think of off the top of my head, because I love this anime so much and it's in my head constantly, is fairy tale. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Where where the guild guild master absolutely believes in his kids that they will be stronger and and they will get stronger and they do, and it's like a straight shot to the feels. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like that. Um, so flash forward to Izuku getting ready for his first day of school. Sweet Inko is hovering and Izuku is getting annoyed for once acting like a normal teenager. Yeah. And I love when she tells him he looks cool. She's such a good bomb. Um, also, Izuku being like a regular teenage butthole for a minute <laughs> is really nice. Like it reminds us like, yes, he is in fact still just a kid. Um, mm -hmm. But also his uniform is very adorable. Yeah, it is. Um, I love these scenes because there is just so few chances of him acting like a typical high schooler. Mm -hmm. And each of them are so precious. Also, I love Inko and Suku's relationship. You can tell how proud his mama is of him. Yeah, she's so proud. And then we get another explanation of UA's acceptance rate as Yuzuku gets to school and finds his classroom. One in 300 is the number given again. So there's consistency this time. However, that is only for entrance exam kids. That's not for recommendation kids. And there are four recommendation kids total per year. And Maria, is this like, is this a thing? Because it's come up in a couple anime now. So I'm assuming it's a, it's like a trope in general, like recommendation uh, kids. 
Yeah, it is. So school recommendations in Japan can happen if like the children are children of alumni. Okay. Or if they have like a special still sketch and they have they have been actively scouted. I think the closest parallel I can think of is how sororities and fraternities have legacies, mm-hmm. uh, which are kids of people who have been in those same Greek houses before. Right. Um, and then the actively scouted kids usually are those who have gotten recognition for one thing or another and have been actively invited to the school. Um, the closest thing I can think of for that is how athletes are scouted in high school for different university sports. So it's kind of like that. Okay, that makes okay. sense. Yeah. So for UA, the hero course is split into two classes, 1A and 1B. Izuku is in class 1A. There's no official canon confirmation about how the kids are sorted into these classes, whether there's some kind of standard or whether it's random. Yeah, and it is also interesting that he doesn't even mention the three other like education courses that the other students essentially get slotted into. Yeah, well, usually uh, specialized schools in Japan, it's uh, sorted by standing within the school. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm that's what I'm assuming is happening here. And also, I'm not surprised I didn't mention the other courses. Our boy is super hyper-focused on one thing. <laughs> that's, that's fair. true. Yeah. <laughs> that is very fair. He's probably never given those other courses like a single thought. Uh, so Izuku approaches his classroom. He notices that the door is huge like really, really enormous, presumably for kids with like heteromorphic traits um, that make them large. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. So also Izuku really needs to work on his heteromorphic ignorance. And I'm hoping that is actually part of the curriculum at UA. That would be nice. (laughs) Yeah, probably also there for the convenience of the teachers as well, because as we've seen, there's a lot of different sizes of teachers. Mm. So yeah. Yeah, so Izuku opens the door, and it's amazing. It's Katsuki and Ida interacting, fucking weirdos in such different ways. I love them so much. Katsuki, your feet, the desk. Yeah, I've been over this before. It's, we all know how I feel. Moving on. Uh, I love that Izuku was literally worried about Katsuki and Ida being in the same class. And then there they were proving yep. conspiracy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ida is Wyatt's son because he is also very concerned about Katsuki's feet being on the desk. Mm-hmm. And Bakugo just sneers at him like a dick. And I love him so <laughs> much. He's such an asshole. <laughs> then as like Ida is what is it like disciplining him already yeah that's because that's Ida's job like his self-appointed role in life (laughs) Katsuki replies with your old school put a stick up your ass or were you born with it like sir that is a very good insult very good job (laughs) (laughs) oh gosh okay Ida then reintroduces himself and he says he's from Some and Bakugo like immediately accuses him of thinking he's better than him and like Bakugo honey we need to talk about your inferiority complex yeah um, because when he like explodes at him Ida is just very alarmed he's like what 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 I do <laughs> I love that this is the interaction that Izuku walks into. It definitely establishes the differences in Bakugos and Ida's personalities. And I love it. 
Also, I guess I should mention this. Japan actually has like house school house shoes for schools. I cannot speak today. <laughs> oh lord, it's okay. Um, so they legit uh, have different shoes for school, so it's a lot more sanitary, and they're mostly made out of cloth. I never minded the feet on the table because I can't sit straight to save my life, and have done something similar. Sorry, Wyatt. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I, I know. I, I used to live with you. Yeah. <laughs> I also put my feet on the table when it's comfortable. I'm not sorry. Uh, I mean, I will say the house shoes is a great idea. I'm not convinced that it's significantly more sanitary, but it's fine. We'll move on. <laughs> At least you're not bringing dirt from outside. So that's true. That. That's true. I'll give you that. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Izuku is concerned <laughs> and then is Iraq approaches Izuku and he apologizes my my sweet boy you don't have to you don't have to flagellate yourself yeah I mean he kind of does that's his whole shtick um <laughs> <laughs> and basically when Izuku like walks in Ida noticing him causes the entire class to also like look at Izuku and, mm-hmm. and like my social anxiety just paralyzed myself watching this and then Ida like literally marches over (laughs) to Izuku like a goober like he like some weird combination of military and goober that is Ida and he like properly introduces himself and Ida is also convinced that Izuku is very perceptive and obviously knew that the exam had other like other stuff going around um, for scoring and Izuku is just very confused as to what he's even talking about. <laughs> Izuku immediately stopping Ida from reintroducing himself is absolutely adorable. And the rigid march, Ida, please. God, I love him. I love everything about him. He's so ridiculous. Um, but Ochako is also in this class. Yay! So she pops up recognizes Izuku immediately. He is a blushy, blushy boy. Like every bisexual, he's got impeccable taste in one gender and uh, interesting taste in another gender. (laughs) Uh, And uh, Izuku does finally start his first actual conversation with them both instead of just staring at them and blushing like he did at the exam. (laughs) Also, Ochako immediately recognizes Izuku by his messy hair from the back. And I just, I just thought that was really sweet. Um, And finally, Katsuki is already glaring and eavesdropping already. Sir, I'm going to need you to (laughs) take it down a few notches. It's the first day of class. Oh God, him and his eavesdropping. We'll get to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) We will. Uh, first, as a bisexual, can confirm, not proud of some of my tastes. <laughs> and Chaco is the greatest. So sweet. I'm so ha- happy she got in. Mm-hmm. And then Katsuki, uh, Katsuki, I cannot speak. Bakugo. Bakugo is secretly a chismosa, which is Spanish for gossiper, but an angry chismosa. I'm here for it. Perfect. Yeah, that's him to a T. Oh my God, that's so true. <laughs> right? <laughs> He's so fucking nosy. 
<laughs> and he knows everything. <laughs> everything. I'm just imagining like him sitting with the tias in a corner, glaring <laughs> at all the kids. Like that would be him. Mm-hmm. It would. <laughs> That's why his explosions are so big. They're full of secrets. <laughs> I'm sorry, I couldn't resist. <laughs> I'm not going to forgive you for that. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, back to the episode, we get a flashback of, I love how I'm always like back to the episode, but every single time I'm the one that gets us off track. Yeah, you're the tangent person in this trio. <laughs> not I, us. Yeah, it's my fault. But anyway, <laughs> back to the episode. <laughs> We get a flashback of Katsuki and Izuku at their old school, uh, learning that they both got in, and Katsuki is not happy because he wanted to be a unique, special, magical girl, Uh, and Izuku stands up for himself for the first time, even though he's scared, my brave boy. (laughs) Yep, yep. Also, like, the teacher is congratulating them both, but while simultaneously putting Izuku down like a dick. And Katsuki like immediately attacks Izuku. Um, Katsuki thinks he cheated and is also mad that Izuku did ruin his dream of being the only, um, as Wyatt says, unique special magical girl from their crap school to go to Hue. <laughs> I swear, these teachers, principals at these schools are such shitheads. If I ever happen to fall into the world of MHA, I will specifically go to that school and throw hands. I don't care if I end up in a special super gel. I'll come with. People going yeah. down. Yeah, I'll come we'll with you too. Come. Yeah, yeah, they're going to catch hands. Also in this little frame right before um, Katsuki tries to fight Izuku, um, I realized that Izuku is so much shorter than Katsuki right now and like so much rounder in the face. And just thinking about where he is now in the manga and even now in the anime, um, he's just so much sharper and I want him to go back to little baby face. I know, God, this episode like really emphasized just how much they've grown since this time and I want them to stop stop Mm -hmm. growing up not allowed stay baby forever (laughs) keep being cute and adorable yeah and now like in the alley like right after the scene in the uh, like principal's office or whatever it is Mm -hmm. um as Katsuki is like trying to intimidate him Izuku as he stands up for himself he says that someone that he looks up to has encouraged him and that's why he's going to UA like no matter what Katsuki had warned him before he's not crying exactly but his eyes are like shining and he says like it or not you can't stop me and like finally my good broccoli boy he has stood up for himself good job and Katsuki is just blown away (laughs) yes he did so good I love how Izuku is finally growing a backbone he really mm-hmm. needed to learn to appreciate himself a lot more. Mm-hmm. Um, I think getting into UA and having AM really has helped him grow as a person, but like he still needs some work. Oh yeah. We're definitely still in the beginning stages of his arc right now. Also, God, it is so weird watching these again after getting caught up in the manga, like just the difference, especially with Kasuki, his behavior that like in this episode versus like now just (laughs) he's such a pick me girl right now he just he grows up a lot i can't get over that you're calling bakugo a pick me girl well right now he kind of is (laughs) 
Shoot. I'm not arguing with it. No, they're not wrong. (laughs) I'm just saying, like, it's amazing that you've put those two together. I love it. (laughs) All right. So, and then back to the present and Katsuki, like, thinks, like, he gets his own little tiny narration in this moment. He says, I'm going to ruin that little bastard right after I figure out how he got in. Like, sir, your feelings. (laughs) you need to examine them and actually feel them rather than just being mad at them Mm -hmm. um also in this frame it really looks like he's wearing mascara which i appreciate (laughs) okay he's an emo boy with anger and angst yeah so obviously he would have mascara or eyeliner or something go back go back to that scene and like look at his eyelashes it's kind of obvious oh no Uh, i agree with you i agree with you i think he would totally go for that kind of look yeah, exactly. And also Izuku is still blushing while Ochako <laughs> is just talking to him like a completely normal person. So they all need to work on their social skills. <laughs> oh God, teenagers. I don't miss it. I don't miss it at no. all. Nope. All right. So now we're going to take another thirst break. This is our third one for Aizawa's <laughs> second appearance. Take it away. Aizawa returneth horizontally for some reason on the floor <laughs> is perfection he poppeth from the depths of hell just my cup of tea yeah <laughs> yep exactly and he says welcome to ua's hero course and he slurps his nutritional jelly <laughs> which um wyatt you also thought it was a juice box for the longest time i did i thought it was a juice box i thought he was sipping juice <laughs> And then I could, I helped with finding out that no, it is nutritional jelly. Yep. That is actually pretty common in most Asian cultures. Yep. yep. In my head, it's always going to be appy juice. Yeah. I mean, it can also <laughs> be appy juice. That can be our thing. So it, it also, it was at this point that Wyatt uh, texted me completely horrified in my choice in simping uh they were very disappointed and I remember just cackling on my couch um and I believe you called him caterpillar man or something I probably did I wasn't quite horrified at this point unsurprised tad bit disappointed uh, but then he opened his mouth and started speaking, and then I was horrified. I, it, it took me a while to warm up to him. I'm fully yeah. warmed up to him now, but I didn't like him very much in this episode. Yeah, when he first came on screen, you were, you were, I think you were just disappointed in me as a person. <laughs> <laughs> Look at your life. Look at your standards. <laughs> <laughs> my standards are perfect. Excuse me. Uh, my standards are not, but it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, back to the actual episode. Um, all the children, um, like mm-hmm. in the doorway, are horrified. Um, like when they see him on the ground behind them, um, it does turn out to just be a yellow sleeping bag because <laughs> he needs his naps or something. Um, like they didn't even realize he was just a guy. They're, they're just fully confused as to why this man is laying down in the middle of the hallway. Same. Uh, this was the moment I knew I was in for the long run with this man. Yep, I yep, my same. sleep too. And if I could, I too would live in a warm sleeping bag with jelly packs. I think Wyatt definitely questioned our choices, but you know what? I regret nothing. Not a thing. Not a thing. Aizawa is perfect. I will say the, um, as silly as it is, the sleeping bag is an inspired choice. And I would like to replicate that in real life. 
my issue was, as I said, when he started speaking, he was like, it took you eight seconds for you to get quiet. You kids are not rational enough. And like, I don't know what it was. I think the rationality comments like triggered my incel fight or flight response and it shows fight. Like <laughs> definitely not what was intended, but that's just what happened. Yeah, yeah. Um, when I read that note, <laughs> I just <laughs> laughed out loud because I thought when he first came on screen and started talking, I just thought he was like a super strict teacher or something, <laughs> um, something more normal. But you went straight to Inzel, which I guess explains why he's not your husband. <laughs> also, he does unzip the sleeping bag in this moment and reveals the outfit, the black jumpsuit, the scarf, the messy hair. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, also he does also in the dub he does say stuff like time is precious rational students would understand that like honey baby husband no not really you're playing all your cards way too close to your chest Mm. see i had already accepted it uh because every anime has that gruff sensei Mm, and is absolutely like this they give no shits Honestly, he's on the mildler spec of the men I sent for in anime, so. Oh, dear. Goes <laughs> <laughs> to show, maybe I do have questionable taste, but it's fine. Yeah, well, Horikoshi definitely uh, loosens him up quite a bit as time goes on, too. Yeah. So anyway, the kids find out that this dude uh, is going to be their homeroom teacher, and that's why yep. he's here. Yep, and the entire class is just flummoxed. They're all staring at him with his sleeping bag. And we do finally see the whole class in this one little shot, which I was excited for. No fucks given on his arrival. Uh, Look at all the undiscovered future kids. I love them so much. So adoptable. <laughs> yep. Uh, the first thing Izuku notices about Aizawa is that he looks so worn out. <laughs> um, but he also comments that if he is at UA, he must be a pro hero. So that was a nice little slice of world building there. Yeah. And then Aizawa tells them to go put on gym uniforms and go outside. No explanation or lead up. Just do this thing. Yep. Yep. Then the completely inexplicable thing of him having stored their gym outfits in his sleeping bag which he was also laying in um, (laughs) which I didn't understand I thought it was weird until I realized uh caught up watchers and readers will know that Aizawa loves cats right like Mm -hmm. he's a cat guy Uh, he definitely sent marked the outfits because he can't show his emotions and his affection (laughs) outright so like a freaking cat, he just got his scent on their gym clothes. Like, sir, you are a traumatized goober and I love you. It's going to be okay. <laughs> I absolutely love that he is essentially a cat. Oh, I love him so much. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. My perfect husband. <laughs> so weird. Well, Okay, so <laughs> no, 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 you're not even gonna comment on that. That was a brilliant observation. No, 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 it is. I just I don't know how I feel about it. <laughs> Why it can't process them right now? That's, oh my god, that's so fucking funny. Okay, um, so cut to small night in some kind of uh, teacher's lounge. I'm assuming. And he's providing more exposition, uh, re Aizawa. So apparently who your homeroom teacher is can really affect your experience at UA. So they give homeroom teachers a lot of power. 
Yeah. And also I want to point out that Toshi is like reading the entire school directory like a dork. I never read the books that the school gave out. I don't know anybody (laughs) else who did. I did, but that's because I'm a weirdo. (laughs) He just, you know, he just wants to get to know his fellow teachers. He's trying. And I mean, if you're not able to do anything, like I would just like pick up something and read it. It didn't matter what it was. There's that. There's that. Yeah, Yeah, that's fair. Also being in a specialized school, I'm not surprised. Uh, There's actually quite a few animes where if you're not up to a certain standard or expectation you literally get yeeted so like at other and like in other animes school teachers have the same kind of level of power oh yeah absolutely um okay food wars is like that that's true i forgot about that you're right yeah yeah there was just a lot of weird food gasms in that one (laughs) it distracted you yeah yeah i think all the strangers distracted me um, yeah. but yeah, so, uh, cut scene to class 1A on the lawn, and instead of typical first day activities, like an orientation, they will be having a quirk assessment test. Yep, yep, and we do finally get our first shots of other students that we haven't met yet, um, including some of our favorites, uh, Suyu, Sero, and Kirishima. My baby. Our baby, our shared baby. Yes, um, my they apologies. All have, <laughs> they all have like stunned blank looks on their face, like they're afraid of what Aizawa is about to do, which is fair. And then finally, we also see Shoto in the corner, completely unimpressed, completely <laughs> blank in the face. He is totally in his depression. Oh. Sir, my child, are you okay? Probably not. Shoto! My son! <laughs> My emo son, I have missed you. You and your completely blank face with probably, which probably is just your two brain cells fighting to keep you alive. Aww. Uh, I love him so much. Yeah, listeners listeners should know that Shoto is Maria's son. Like Bakugo is mine and Ida is Wyatt's. Mm-hmm. And we love. We also love him equally. He's a good boy. <laughs> Honestly, is there any of them we don't love? Like, I know I didn't cheer for Sarah, but I was cheering for him in my heart. We don't like Mineta. Mineta. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fuck that child. <laughs> All of the others, we just we love yeah. them so much. They yeah, are ev- literal children. Yeah. Literally every other child in one A is our child but like these three are our favorites. Yeah. So in the past, uh, the kids have been doing physical assessments in school without using their quirks. So this is their first chance to do all of those same assessments, but finally they get to use them. Yeah, yeah. And apparently they test like all kinds of physical abilities in Japanese schools. I do not remember being measured on how hard I could throw a ball. I just remember we had to do laps and we played dodgeball and ping pong. And then we did tennis for like a week where I forgot to drink water and nearly passed out on the walk back inside. Um, No no asking for help. We die like socially anxious, dumbass men. My God, I'm going to go back in time, find younger you and just adopt you. Good luck. (laughs) <laughs> I, I probably would not speak to you even if you did adopt me that's fine that's fine I can be patient <laughs> um also real quick in this one little like 
barely a second of the scene. Um, Aizawa is so nice to Bakugo. Like he's not standoffish at all, like he becomes later. And like thinking back on it, he's been trying to get Bakugo to calm down since day one. Like he's the goodest teacher and the best husband. You're right though. You're right though. That's a good point. He is. So physic physical fitness is actually pretty common. So in Japan, it usually has to do with endurance and flexibility. Um, I did have to do quite a few growing up, like how many sit-ups you could do in a minute, push-ups, et cetera. Um, yeah yeah that sounds familiar I guess but it was more about the dodgeball (laughs) yeah I definitely remember being tested on like flexibility grip strength a lot of the same things are being tested on here so I think it might differ from area to area pretty much um I do think this type of physical test is important uh because it gives Aizawa a chance to gauge their abilities and learn a little bit more about them so mm-hmm. I think it's a pretty smart way to get a feel of his students. So, yeah, yeah, he, absolutely. He's, he's very good at his job. Could he In have waited ways, a day? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but this is Aizawa. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Well, he definitely gets a pretty good sense of his kids' personalities today because Katsuki is up first, and he screams "die" as he throws his ball. <laughs> <laughs> I do want to point out, like, the only Japanese word I've picked up so far is shine, which is die, which is what Bakugo <laughs> says all the time. And also in the dub, he, I don't think he yells die. He's in his head. He's like, I'll add a little heat to my pitch and drop their jaws. Like, sir, you, you, you're flexing and I love it, but you're such a weirdo. Such a teenager. Boy lives for being extra. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's so dramatic. Also, Izuku is shooketh by his pitch. Yeah. You already, yeah, you already know. Izuku is already like mentally calculating how much that would hurt if he was the one hit and or mentally preparing to add it to his notebook because he absolutely has to know everything about Bakugo. Oh yeah. His the calculative part of his brain is just going full steam ahead. And so the reason they're doing this is because Aizawa believes that knowing your quirk's upper limits is the first step to being a hero, and he's not wrong. Like, that definitely gives you a concrete starting point, and then you can build more complicated stuff onto that later. So if you're introducing someone, this is a good way to do it. Yeah, definitely. And also in the dub, he kind of goes a different way, and he says... The country is still trying to pretend we're all created equal by not letting those with the most power excel. It's not rational. One day, the Ministry of Education will learn. And like, sir, you have just speared your own society and hammering home one of the themes. Good job, husband. Okay, is that the exact phrasing that he uses? Yes, yes. I paused it several times to get it right. (laughs) That is so weird, especially that first sentence, because like that first sentence isn't in the subs at all. Yeah, I think it's almost like a callback to the very first episode where the, where Izuku's sub and dub were so different. Yeah, his phrasing is really odd too. Like, I don't know if I'm just thinking this because it's, because of where we're at in the anime like right now the most current episodes but it almost sounds like liberation <laughs> army-esque and it just doesn't seem like that would be Aizawa that's odd I mean he is coming to UA from all that time working on the vigilantes arcs it seems more in character with that part of his past mm-hmm. to me maybe I don't, I don't know. know I just think it's weird I don't know why they put it in I don't know it was hot 
<laughs> does it need a reason? Yeah, I don't like the wording. <laughs> I'm going to pick at it. Okay, you pick at it. You, you do that. Okay. Uh, I'm just going to slowly move on. Um, <laughs> also, Aizawa's voice, like his English voice actor, isn't like deepening his voice as it is in later seasons. Hmm. Um, just like Bakugos and like sweet baby baboos. They had no <laughs> idea what they were getting into when they signed these contracts. <laughs> Real strain on the vocal cords. Yeah, yeah. And then next, as I always says, you have to know your maximum capabilities. It's the only rational way to figure out your potential as a pro hero. And I mean, he is very correct. He's just not very like fluffy or snuggly about it. And then finally, before the other shoe drops, we do get closer shots of the rest of 1A here, uh, including Jiro, Tokoyami, Hagakure, Denki, Momo, Mineta, who is also staring at Momo's butt, but could also be argued he's staring at Denki's butt. So, <laughs> so, oh, so fodder for the future fires we are going to address. Um, and then also Sato and Ojiro and then Mina. And then they also confirmed that Shoji and Aoyama are in the class as well. Yeah, we really get a, a look at the, the whole group here. So everyone's excited to get going and finally use their quirks, but here's the big reveal. Whoever comes in last place after all the tests will be expelled. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> I thought I would be like, wrong children. No fun to be had today. And then you've got <laughs> Toshi lurking in the background who's like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah yeah he's like oh shit it's Aizawa young Midoriya is shit out of luck <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah and obviously Izuku is freaking out because he can't control his quirk yet mm-hmm. poor boy just can't catch a break he's mm-hmm. like a ball of anxiety all over again and immediately starts going into the worst case scenario poor baby mm-hmm. sir your anxiety um <laughs> I did love that Ochako very bravely stood up to Aizawa and is like, bro, what the fuck? And Aizawa <laughs> launches into his whole life isn't fair rant. And again, he's not wrong, but like, sir, maybe don't take your trauma out on your students. Yeah, yeah. His delivery could probably use a little work, um, but yeah. he's basically making the very correct point that natural disasters are also not fair, nor mm-hmm. are power-hungry villains. And we do get a shot of the sludge villain with Bakugo, yeah. um, and then nor are accidents. Um, the world is full of unfairness, is his quote in the dub. And of course, I just went straight to Cloud Boy, so I almost yeah. started crying. Yeah. Yeah, I do get what Aizawa is trying to teach. Um, he has seen his fair share of unfairness, but dude, these kids just got in. At least wait till the second day. <laughs> <laughs> we need to get past, um, oh, what's it called? Syllabus day. Yes, it's- at least get past that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, again, delivery. Um, do we need to take thirst break number four or are we good? I mean, I have a whole bunch of notes on the finger crook. Okay, yeah, let's go ahead and take another thirst break for the finger crook little scene that TikTok is obsessed with. Yeah, Wyatt made the note that it would be the thing that got me excited. And in fact, it did not. Um, <laughs> I'm much more taken with the fan edit of it just being his, him giving the middle finger to the camera. <laughs> yeah, that is more your speed. 
Yeah, like for me, it was the little smile he does during his speech, aka the thirst gif scene around the world. Um, it's also where he calls the kids idiots. It, that's rude. They don't teach that in education classes. Um, but the creepy smile is so hot. I don't know what's wrong with me. Nothing, darling. Nothing. Also, before the finger crook is the other gift seen around the world. There is another little scene lit where he like lifts his hair out of his face and stares at the students really creepily. I'm not really like in love with that one, but it's, <laughs> it's definitely the intensity for me. He he don't have time for pansy students. <laughs> um, and then and then he does say, "Show me it's no mistake that you're here." which is hot and also useful for world building, which I appreciate. Yeah, uh, for me, uh, once I settle on a character to thirst for, I don't specifically see one thing, but the whole being. Yes, yeah, so it's purely vibe. (laughs) (laughs) Maria out here, the vibrating master. Oh my God, that sounded horrible. It sounded like I said vibrating. (laughs) Good God, that's getting cut. Okay. (laughs) No, don't cut it. I meant to say, Maria is the vibe reading master. There we go. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, pretty on brand to who I am as a person. (laughs) (laughs) Oh Lord! So, so Aizawa makes his you know little declaration slash challenge cue a whole bunch of very adorable, determined little baby faces, and they're gonna prove him wrong. God damn it! Yeah, yeah. Ida does not approve of Aizawa's methods because obviously it's Ida. Um, but he does <laughs> take a sip of his orange juicy because he's determined to do this right. And then Izuku is just like, oh dear. Mm-hmm. Ida must hydrate or die. <laughs> Izuku must rev up or die. Izuku must anxiety and die. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, so as I mentioned before, the physical tests are pretty standard stuff that we've all done in gym class. Um, Mostly, this is just a really good way to introduce everyone's quirks. Yep, yep. And it does also start present Mike's introduction of a person's quirk whenever they're introduced. And he runs through Ida, Bakugo, Ochako, and Aoyama since they didn't get their little DJ introduction in the first few episodes. Aoyama, I want to point out, doesn't even run on like the little sprint thing and uses <laughs> his naval laser to like blast himself towards the finish line. But he only makes it halfway and he falls down and Mina beats him. And then he like he explains to the Baku squad minus Bakugo that shooting my beam for more than a minute hurts my tummy. And they just all call him a tool. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, it's the lactose intolerance. <laughs> Uh, I love Ayama Sparkle and nonchalance in this. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's wonderful. Um, also, like, I-, I have to point out that it is like the Baku squad. It's like the only time they're all really together. Uh, Siro, Mina, Kirishima, and Denki. Like, is this where it started? And they just kind of slid Bakugo in? I don't know. Yeah. I like to think it's confusing to me. I mean, it's cute. Yeah. Don't really know where it came from. <laughs> Well, we did, we did come in late to the fandom, so we didn't That's see true. it grow. Yeah, we missed its evolution. Darn. <laughs> um, after that, Katsuki says in the dub, my power has more uses than anyone else at the school. And then, like, he immediately looks to Izuku for a comment. 
<laughs> and then like Izuku doesn't actually comment. And so Bakugu, Bakugu, oh, ew. Bakugo <laughs> calls Izuku pathetic. Izuzuko and Bakugu. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so when I first watched this around this time, I was still on the I hate Bakugo club. And I really, really wanted to slap him upside the head to knock some sense into him. <laughs> uh, I don't mind it as much now. Uh, but sometimes that inkling, that inkling comes, rears its head. in my, And I just, but it's fine. <laughs> Stop being mean to my son. He's, oh God, yeah, he's definitely... He's grown a lot. He's yeah. grown. Rewatching I mean, this I, just makes it so clear. Yeah. Yeah, no, I love him, but like, it's not because I want to be mean to him. <laughs> it's just, he makes it so easy. <laughs> I mean, fair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so then we get another flashback to the beach scene again. Toshi and Izuku are still discussing how to use one for all without Izuku breaking every single bone in his body. Yeah, it is one of several very vague lessons with All Might. Uh, you must feel the force to be the force. No. <laughs> Star Wars reference, Nicole. No, it's too vague. I need details, All Might and Yoda and whoever well, the heck else. Well, Izuku can offer you an egg in a microwave. Is, no. that, is that specific enough for you? I, I mean, I guess because it works for him, but like... <laughs> I feel like All Might needed to take some education lessons before this. <laughs> uh, when Izuku does come up with this metaphor of his power being an egg in a microwave and he just has to not explode it, um, All Might does like laugh and his blood comes out and he just finds it bloody hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I feel like Izuku had food on his mind that day. <laughs> probably yeah he was probably hungry now that he's not anxious about getting into ua anymore oh god yeah he probably just shoved food in his face also apparently they got results three weeks before school starts so izuku has uh, some time to visualize yeah not enough (laughs) yeah no not enough so the episode moves along progress through more tests everyone's quirks allow them to get an incredible score on at least one of them And then there's poor sweet baby Izuku just doing cardio and trying his best. (laughs) He's doing calisthenics. (laughs) Also, should we discuss Mineta's octopuses are sexy line? Yes. Yes, we should. And we are going to discuss it in the manga differences section at the bottom of the episode. Okay, yeah. We should probably start doing things in the correct order. (laughs) (laughs) We can mention them so we can like keep listeners listening but yeah we're going to discuss it because it comes into play for Binetta. oh god all this motherfucking time yeah all, um, this whole time <laughs> um i love how uchako easily knocked uh bakugo's throwing ball score just out of the park mm-hmm. and how she didn't even give a fuck and she just she just boop, yep infinity okay <laughs> mm-hmm And then we get to Izuku's ball throw and he's like, okay, this is the time I'm going to use one for all to get a really, really good score on this test at least. (laughs) At this point, Kasuki, he still thinks Izuku is quirkless and tricked his way into the exam. Yeah, and when he he calls him quirkless out loud for the first time at UA and Ida is just like, bro, he has a quirk, where are you been? (laughs) Ida was like, that's now my friend, must protect at all costs. 
Oh, my boy. I love him. And then Izuku is still standing at the plate uh, where he's about to throw. And for once, he's having flashbacks to nice things people said about him. Yeah. Uh, the fact that it takes this long for him to realize that people have nice things to say to him feels so sad. Mm-hmm. Poor baby. Yeah, but he uses that as motivation and he revs up one for all in his arm and then Aizawa nullifies Izuku's quirk. Yep, and we pan to Aizawa whose scarf is now floating around himself saying fuck you to all kinds of physics (laughs) and how the capture weapon works in that manner is never explained. It's anime physics. They can never be explained. Mm Mm-hmm. It doesn't make sense, but also his hair is floating, and I did enjoy that bit. Um, and basically, he now goes on to his Izuku rant, and he tells him that the judges for this exam were not rational enough. <laughs> we're not rational enough. Someone like you should never be allowed to enroll at this school. Harsh, bro. Yeah. Also, did the dubs have him use the word rational in like every single sentence? Yes. Oh boy. Yes. Well, I'm glad I didn't watch those first. (laughs) I have watched the dubs, but it's been a really long time. So I don't really remember what's in them. Like it was weird for me because again, MHA is like one of my first animes that I've like really watched and paid attention to. Mm -hmm. So I was like, is this like a thing in anime or is it just (laughs) him? And you figure out it is just him. And then yeah, it's it's just Aizawa. <laughs> <laughs> but by then you're you're already in love with him, so it's okay. Yeah. So Aizawa nullifies um Izuku's quirk, his hair floats, his capture weapon scarf thing floats. So this is the reveal that Aizawa is a pro hero. His pro hero name is Eraserhead, and his quirk is that he erases other people's quirks by basically staring at them really hard but basically he has to maintain constant eye contact yeah anyway izuku recognizes his goggles like the fanboy that he is um some of the students haven't heard of him but it sounds like suyu's voice is who says he works on the down low Mm. yeah izuku really do be out here knowing everything about heroes his obsession is really big (laughs) yeah yeah Mm -hmm. and then you've got all Might creeping around a corner and he <laughs> reveals that he and Aizawa don't get along and that this well I All Might believes that this might be influencing Aizawa's behavior towards Azuku. yeah yeah and Aizawa doesn't like the media because he thinks they interfere with his work which is true mm-hmm. and he also judges celebrity heroes like All Might because he looks good in the spotlight which I kind of like this little dose of arrogance from all night a a nice balance to his general goofballness for sure uh so yeah this is this cues a pretty brutal but also in this case i'm fully on board totally necessary Mm -hmm. lecture about how putting yourself at unnecessary risk does not a hero make and it's not acceptable behavior Yep, definitely. He is unimpressed with Izuku's tendency to break his bones and then rely on somebody else to help him when his body becomes useless. Mm -hmm. And that's a very good point. Like, you can't just be out doing hero work, breaking your arm and having having to have backup come in every time. Um, And then he like yanks Izuku closer with his scarf to like explain his reasoning and be like very intense right up in his face. And in the dub, he says, it doesn't matter what your intentions are. You would be nothing more than a liability in battle. 
Like he recognizes he has All Might's same drive, but he points out that he's useless if he can only throw a single punch, no matter how intense his drive is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as much as I hate our boy being lectured, uh, it is something that Deco really needed to hear. He has to take into consideration all aspects of him not controlling his quirk. And while it is pretty rough, he needed to hear it. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Absolutely. And so Aizawa kind of sets up this choice for Izuku. Um, well, I'm trying to figure out how to phrase this. He sets up a situation to imply that there are only two choices for Izuku. He can either use his quirk and break all his bones or give up and then not use his quirk and then score lowest on all these tests and then get expelled. But either way, he's got zero potential. Yeah, exactly. And in the dub, he says, sorry, Midoriya, with your power, there's no way you can become a hero. And this is a direct inversion of all of Yuzuku's beliefs about needing just any kind of power to become a hero. Mm -hmm. Uh, But we do get the first look at the deep stratifications that run through hero society, the pro-hero industry, and the new levels of prejudice and boxed in thinking in this world. Good job, Aizawa. Very smart. Mm. Yeah, it's a good juxtaposition to show that maybe what Midoriya has been believing up until this point might not exactly be the mindset to go by. Aizawa already knows how the pro-hero world is and wants to show that power isn't everything, but just the small part of what it takes to be a hero as a whole. Yeah, Mm -hmm. definitely. And his little speech right there is also interesting. Interesting because it's all a deflection off his own belief that powers can become heroic once they've been trained enough, which we'll see later with a certain 1C student and within the vigilante spinoff that Aizawa grows in his character during. Yeah. Basically, he wants Izuku to prove himself to go beyond what he's capable of doing right now, but to do it in a smart way. Um, and then like pulling back from that little scene, we do get a scene where Ida and Katsuki are bickering again and mm-hmm. we also get a scene where Aoyama tries to flirt with Ochako which I never noticed before and Ochako is just like who are you <laughs> oh Aoyama you are you don't know how to socialize at all oh poor baby poor French boy uh-huh and then while Izuku is basically pondering how to do this Aizawa does give himself eye drops and this reveals a very well-rounded nature of his quirk, which is like very much the opposite of what I've seen of like the all-powerful erasure trope mm. that is a lot more recognizable, at least in the media that I've consumed. Yeah. I also think that the way Aizawa sets up these choices was very deliberate on her, her Horikoshi's part, mm-hmm. um, because this scene is the first instance of Izuku creating his own options when he appears to be backed into a corner and this mm-hmm. is going to be a recurring thing throughout the rest of the story yep yep beautiful um izuku knows aizawa is right um if he can't control his quirk there's no way he can ever become a hero yeah yeah that's, this is probably the first instance we get to see him actually trying to work out his quirk and the very Deku manner. <laughs> um, we get to see his analytical power in deciphering how to best to go about using his quirk. And and I think this is also very much a reoccurring theme. Yeah, definitely. And then just to pull some direct quotes from the subs, um, two phrases that stuck out to me are, I have to work a lot harder than other people. 
and I'll do what I can right now. And I like both of those phrases a lot, especially put together. And so Izuku figures out a way to channel one for all into just one finger instead of his whole arm, which is his current interpretation of the percentage visualization. Um, and he is actually able to throw the ball pretty fucking far just using that. He did break his finger or, well, pulverize his finger. But if he can work <laughs> through the pain, then he can finish the fitness tests is his, like, that's the choice that he made here. Yeah, exactly. Um, I would argue that it's not like fully broken because he can still move it on its own. And like I was always told growing up, if you can still move it, it's not broken. Um, either that or it's completely jelly. So he can move it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think in my head when I say broken, what I mean is the bone is completely shattered into a ton of teeny tiny little pieces. And that's why his fingers just flopping around. <laughs> gross thanks for that visual <laughs> now you know why I hate this so much <laughs> also I do want to point out that Izuku like gets almost the same score as Bakugo did which mm-hmm. is very nice on the like rival mirroring trope we've got going on mm-hmm. yeah uh also All Might is impressed Aizawa is also pretty impressed that Izuku managed to think his way around this little logic puzzle that Aizawa gave him. So he's like, okay, good job, kid. Yep. And we get like one tiny little shot of Katsuki just completely floored. (laughs) We will get to that next episode. Yeah, we will. (laughs) And then how Aizawa said this kid, I was shooketh. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yep, yep. That was a nice little addition. Um, So basically... For the wrap-up, Izuku shows Aizawa that he's not useless. Aizawa is heckin' impressed. Um, All Might is impressed, too, because he he points out that he minimized the damage and he maximized the output. And then in the dub, his line is, how did you go and get so cool? (laughs) Yeah, he says something really similar in the subs. It's really cute. He's such a goober. All Might is always so proud of his kid, especially knowing he had no powers to speak of and already out here making people change their minds. Mm -hmm. It's so good. Uh, So then we get the end credits. And then after that, we get a preview. So we're going to be in All Might's class next. And it's battle training. Ochako and Izuku versus Ida and Katsuki. Izuku is going to put on bunny ears. Ochako, what do you mean by that? Yeah, in the dub, she says, look at Deku's bunny ears. Oh my goodness, they're so cute. Uh, They kind of terrify me a bit. (laughs) Oh yeah, yeah, they're supposed to terrify you. It's silly, but we'll get to it. Yeah, also I think we can assume, based on the preview, that Izuku doesn't get expelled. So, a tiny bit spoilery. (laughs) (laughs) It's fine. All right, well, that's the episode. So now I'm going to hand things over to Nicole. Yep. So basically, we're going to start with the manga differences. And in this one, there is actually one pretty big difference that we've already kind of touched on. Um, In the dub, Mineta doesn't say the line. And this line has become very important to Mineta's character in recent weeks and months. Mm. So in the manga, in chapter six, on page nine in the Shonen Jump app, in the bottom left panel, uh, Mineta is watching Shoji do the grip strength test where he scores really high. Um, and he essentially calls Shoji a sexy octopus. Now, mm. we didn't really pick, I know, we didn't really pick up on it 
from there because we I think at least me I was thinking of it in the like the tentai kind of tropes and stereotypes and thinking Mineta obviously would probably be into that kind of stuff yeah Um, same but also it has become fuel on the uh, spoiler alert by Netta internet bonfire. <laughs> um, if you don't know what that bonfire is, uh, essentially there's <laughs> there's a panel where I don't even should I even say it? What do you think? Let's let's wait. Okay, okay. let's let's hold on to that to that juicy little discussion. Like we're gonna yeah. touch upon it here, but I think we could definitely reserve that for a bonus episode. Also, yeah. if you don't know what the Bionetta Internet Bonfire is, but you somehow found this podcast, you know, like, just just be I, happy in your I mean, ignorance. I mean, <laughs> I'm impressed that you did manage to find us, but not the Bionetta <laughs> Bonfire. Yeah, TikTok, TikTok has it everywhere. So yeah. yeah. So if you're curious, <laughs> go look. Or if you're curious in the correct way, go read the manga. <laughs> Look, stop calling me out, okay? (laughs) (laughs) If you would just catch up, I wouldn't have to call you out. Just saying. (laughs) Anyway, all right. So basically the issue is that Mineta doesn't actually include this line in the dub. Um, I feel cheated because he only calls Shoji a muscly octopus. Mm. Um, But basically the fact that Mineta, like a known pervert when he comes to girl in his class is calling Shoji a dude kind of sexy in his mm-hmm. own creepy little pervert way yeah um we're we're not sure why the line wasn't included it could be censorship for the international audience which we know is a thing that happens mm-hmm. um it could also just be a translation difference uh the world may, ne- may never know but basically the Bionetta bonfire started very early in the manga so please catch up because it's it was a, it's a beautiful bonfire when you get to watch it with all the information. Oh my god, it is so and much fun. The content <laughs> is it's amazing content. I just realized you actually put my you're like in the notes, Maria and everyone else. I didn't read this far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're just gonna keep doing this until you read it. <laughs> Look, I'm already at my wits. Last wisp, please. Wit, wit, wit. I cannot. (laughs) (laughs) Poor Maria. We're driving her into the ground. Uh, I have so much going on, but I'm trying, I swear. (laughs) For all of you listeners, I did the notes on this at the very last second. I've been dying. It's fine. We are sending Maria straight back to bed when we're done with this recording. Yes, more sleep and food and water for you, ma'am. Yep, exactly. Uh, would you hate me if I told you I've been drinking Red Bull and vodka? Hey. Oh, man. You know what? It We're does recording our bonus me. episode later, and I might have to crack open something alcoholic to get through it. So <laughs> yeah. we'll see. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, let's go ahead and finish this because yes. it's nice and fun. And then, <laughs> then we'll get to the bonus later. <laughs> Sounds good. Sounds good. Yeah, so other than the uh, sexy octopus line, there's only like tiny differences between the manga and the anime. Uh, For chapter five, there is an adorable All Might keychain in one of the panels, which I don't know how I saw it, but it was just really cute. (laughs) So I wanted to put it in. Um, 
there's the panel with Denki's haircut, which is different than it usually is. Oh. Um, yeah, if you can go look at it. Um, I think Horikoshi has said he just forgets to include part of his hair sometimes. <laughs> he does have a lot to draw, so we'll yeah. give him that one. Yeah. yeah, we'll give it to him. Um, we also have Aoyama staring directly into camera, mm-hmm. which we love. There is also Bakudeku versus Kiribaku panel. And I wrote these notes a while ago, so I don't know what I was... I don't know what you mean either. <laughs> Do you well, mean that like Izuku and Katsuki are in like one shot and then it's different in the either anime or manga where it's sh- sure and yeah maybe I don't know listeners go figure out what I meant with this note <laughs> and let us know on Twitter or something good. <laughs> anyway yeah also Aizawa has apparently expelled 154 students according to his style Jesus so he needs Lord. to calm down that's a lot yeah um and then in chapter six uh, we do get some silhouettes of pro heroes um including one i didn't actually recognize so that's kind of nice that there is still a mystery to mm-hmm. these older panels um and also the drawings of aizawa here are arguably sexier in my opinion than in the anime so <laughs> that was important to include i approve <laughs> i need to go back and compare well let us know what you think all right. And then finally, we have our Easter eggs and fandom theory roundup. There's not really much to speak of in this episode. Um, as always, like speech and commentary did remind me of Oboro and Shinso, but it wasn't direct at all. We also kind of got a nice side by side of his own character growth in the Vigilante spinoff. If you have read these and you go back and read these first chapters, it's just an interesting side by side. Aoyama is still kind of there trying to insinuate himself into the other groups, which could be seen as traitory, which we mentioned in the previous episode, he's like up for one of the big subplots. Um, but I kind of feel like he's just kind of a tool and also socially inept. So form <laughs> your own opinions there. Yeah, I personally am firmly and irrevocably in the none of the kids are a traitor camp because these are my babies, my literal <laughs> children. I pushed them out myself. There was no epidural. Oh <laughs> and how any, how dare anyone imply that any of them would do such a thing. And I just, I know I'm setting myself up for heartbreak, but I am just going to push on in willful ignorance. Yeah. Yeah. Especially in the latest episodes and the comparison that was drawn in a TikTok that I sent just to you, Wyatt, because it would yeah. have spoiled Maria. Oh, uh, I already but- know which TikTok you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, I'm mad at that one too. Yeah, yeah, you're mad at that I, one. We'll get to it. Matter who I know exactly choose, which one pissed. you're you're talking about. Um, because it has popped up on my TikTok, and I'm just like, okay, well, I guess my feelings are gonna be hurt. That's fine, whatever. Yeah, I. Oh God, I'm setting myself up. Yeah, we, we're the, the breakdown. Yeah. I'm gonna need a lot of support. Yeah, this this subplot is gonna kill all of us, no matter who it turns out to be. Yeah, mm-hmm. I feel like if it ever comes down to that, uh, we all just need to get together and watch the episode together and cry together. That's yeah. that's okay. the only way we're gonna be able to get at get through yeah. it. But it's but it's fine. It's fine. It's not the first time I've cried over an anime. <laughs> I mean, I I I ball at the Camino arc and the Heroes Rising movie. So oh, I'm I'm prepared to ball again. I just don't yeah. want to, damn it. 
how many times can one show completely emotionally destroy us we'll find out yeah we're gonna have to start Um, like a counter if i'm going by full metal uh a lot (laughs) (laughs) like every other episode yeah not even a joke yeah yeah all right. Well, my final note um, is that Aizawa's expulsion habit, which we is like it first comes up here and everybody's very confused and very concerned. Yeah. Um, we learned it has a lot more information behind it um, than we know of. And mm-hmm. it is like it's not going to come back for a while. But just know that when you talk about Aizawa expelling everyone, it is going to make your heart feel warm and fuzzy. At least it does for me. So yeah, weirdly he yeah. circles it back around. Yeah, and it's beautiful. So that's all I got. <laughs> yep, I think I'm done too, Maria. Yeah, we're we're good. All I know <laughs> is I need to read, catch up, and cry, but it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> catch up also- and cry is correct. <laughs> All right. This has been My Hero Analysis. You'll hear us next week. And in the meantime, go beyond Plus Ultra and thirst responsibly. Bye, y'all. Thanks again for listening. If you'd like to get in contact with us, have questions you'd like us to discuss on air, give topic suggestions for bonus episodes, or submit fan art for us to display, visit our website at myheroanalysis.com. You can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. Just search for at My Hero Analysis. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review.